0: Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. You're listening
1: to the Utah Man Podcast, bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah youths. Now, your hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott.
2: Welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast on this episode. Utah gets the invite to the Big 12, and we're talking Utes in fall camp. I am Cameron, and we got Ryan.
1: What is up, Big 12 Nation?
2: <laughs> and Scott.
0: Oh, I'm not, I am not prepared for that.
1: <laughs> hey, Ryan, did on you that. did, you, did us- you
0: not listen to Kyle Winningham? We are still in the Pac 12, and our focus yeah. is strictly on the Pac 12. <laughs>
1: That's true. It's not till July 1st of 2024 that we become official members of the Big 12.
0: We we better start planning our rave right now.
2: <laughs> so Utah gets the invite to the Big 12. It's great that they have a home. I would not want to be Oregon State or Washington State right now. Um, But guys, I got to admit, I'm going to miss the Pac-12. I am going to miss it.
1: Yeah, it was... For twelve years, it was a great place to be, and and Utah grew immensely in the last twelve years. Yeah, miss some of those rivalries that that uh, came about, and but we'll still have the Arizona State rivalry. Might even be in our division. Uh pod. Excuse
0: me, it's pod. Oh, pod. Oh, I'm it's, sorry. It's new. It's new Big Twelve lingo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I nope. I don't like the pod thing i don't get it
0: i i don't like i don't like it i don't like it the pods are big 12 the big
2: 12
0: it is what it is there's nothing we do about it it was our best and it was our best option and so obviously we had to do it and i think there's going to be aspects that are going to be fun um it's definitely a more passionate Fan base across the the conference. You're not going to have, you know, uh, a Cal and a Stanford um, fan base is just non-existent, right? These 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 fan bases are passionate. Football means something to them. You're going to have when the Utes go on the road. You're going to have a, a full stadium um, in all of in all of these different locations. So there's there's definitely going to be positives to it, but. I just cannot believe, I mean, it seems like every day we're learning more about what the Pac-12 didn't do or turned down as far as, I mean, today I read that uh, um, last year when USC and and UCLA decided to leave. We were talking with TCU and Houston to bring them into the Pac-12, but never ultimately extended the invitation. I just think, what were we doing? what on earth were we doing? Just step after step that was just incorrect, which leads us to this situation. And, um, yeah, I mean, did you guys, did you guys watch the press conference with, uh, president, uh, Randall and Hardy Harlan? Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, those two gentlemen were very careful on what they were saying. Oh, and for it, sure. se- it seemed very clear. They did the Big Twelve was a last resort option. They wanted to preserve the Big the, the Pac twelve, and if Oregon and if Washington would have shown up to that meeting last Friday to sign the grant of rights, Utah and it seems like every other school would have signed.
1: At least that's what has been reported, and what some of the schools are saying that everybody was was on board and ready to to sign, except for those two schools, but. I mean, what are they going to say at this point? I mean, you you got to kind of save face if that's not the case. But I, I mean, I I tend to agree with you, Scott. That this was a last resort because uh, once those two schools are gone, you're left with bringing in some G five schools that really kind of ruin what the Pac twelve was. So you you've really got to make the move.
2: So as I- I'll totally agree with you, Scott. That it seemed like Randall and Harlan were very careful what they're saying, and to Ryan's credit, yeah, you, you kind of expect that. ASU's president wasn't so reserved, I guess, no, he, stating his opinion. He, he
0: was—he was just like a grumpy old man that didn't care <laughs> what he said.
2: It was classic, and. I mean it's out there and and I think Randall Even said that a lot of the things that were getting reported in the media were actually accurate. And so I firmly believe that plan A was keeping the back the Pac-12 intact, plan B was trying to get in the Big 10 somehow, and then it seems like the Big 12 was plan C. I think
1: I think Big 10 is still the goal, but you got to bide your time now till that, that opens up.
0: Oh, there's no doubt about it. And, and obviously, uh, um, Randall behind the scenes, that's, that's their goal. That's what they're working at is, um, really meeting those requirements that the big 10 gave them that uh, they're going to need to achieve in order to be considered for an invitation down the road. So that's the end goal. Um, but now you've got to, uh, You got one more year in the pack and then you've got to go and you've, you've got to be successful in the big 12. A lot is in Utah's favor. Um, I mean, the national media is beating down the door that Utah should be one of the favorites year in and year out in the conference. Just based off of um, in the pac 12, we were in the fifth position on average, as far as recruiting classes, moving to the big 12, we will be first place. So that's huge for Utah, right? Um, now, obviously that's got to continue, and changing conferences and- and changing you know recruiting states in your primary areas could affect that a little bit, but Utah's got a great chance to go in there and win and win early in the in the big twelve, which is they're gonna need to do if they want to oppress uh the big Ten
2: all right, I want to get your guys' thoughts, and every time that it was reported Utah going to the Big 12. The local media had to throw in their 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 fanboy for the team down south as part of the announcement. I might be in the minority, so I'm curious what you guys think. I don't really care if the rivalry is played every year with BYU because you're not going to play everyone in the Big 12. There's just too many teams, not enough conference games. I would be fine not having that game every single year.
1: I would be too. Cause I, I mean, it's different now. Um, because it's been fun playing other out of conference schools versus just playing BYU every year. Now what happens? I mean, if we do end up in the same pod, this is I mean, I don't know. Do the do pods play every school in their pod? <laughs> Are you saying you don't think we'll play BYU each year?
2: I don't want to. <laughs> it, no, it's not like I'm. I'm <laughs> no, it's not like I'm scared of BYU and like them beating Utah. I, I just, I'm not a a fan of the rivalry. To be honest with you, I just think it's. I hate the week leading up to it. I think it's so silly, especially by the the local media, that I don't even I just don't care about that team. Like I honestly I do not care about BYU. I don't.
0: I I don't think there is any chance that Utah and BYU will not play every year. That is one of the the biggest factors that everyone's talking about is the need for rivalries in this new Big Twelve. And there there there's no bigger one. Than Utah BYU that is going to be a prime game. I-, I think the only question is when is that game going to be played? Is it going to be played earlier in the season, or is it going to pl- be played, um you know, last week of the season, kind of in uh, rivalry week? But I think there's I we will be playing BYU year in and year out. I don't think there's a chance of anything different. I
1: would agree, uh, and I'm, i I'm kind of with. Cameron a little bit it's it's been fun to not play them every year um, but maybe it's mostly to hear them whine about it because they want to play it and the media the local media wants us to play it but I mean why not play it and just keep proving the point that that we're the better t- I mean the one out of the last nine or ten games they've won and and we had a Sorry excuse for a quarterback that game. That game who transferred the next day. So yeah, just just play it and show them who's king of the Big Twelve.
2: We gotta take a break. I looked ahead at Utah's games that they have out of conference. That's going to be changed up. So I'm curious what you guys think. What Utah should do. We'll be right back. All right. So, looking at Utah's future schedule, they play Baylor this year as a non-conference. Next year, they have Baylor and BYU. In two years, it's BYU, and then they have some home or some series with Houston, and they have BYU on the schedule. So, obviously, their out of conference has to change because all of those are going to turn, turn into conference games. I, that was asked to, to President Randall and Harlan in the conference. They can. They didn't get into it. They haven't even looked at that stuff. But I, I'm i curious what you guys think because now they got Utah's got to schedule two non-conference games for next season. It might be hard to get kind of a, a big-name school like they had for Baylor for next year.
0: I don't think there's going to be any attempt or any likelihood that that's even possible. Um, this late in the game, everybody's scheduled in. Um, so there's only going to be maybe a handful of teams that even have an opening. And I mean, you're going to have to go the way of the sec scheduling. You're just going to find the, you know, a made up school essentially to come in and fill fill a spot or two on that schedule out of conference. And you know what, that's probably going to be just fine because under those circumstances, you can't do anything different. And you're going to have a pretty a pretty good slate of conference games um, as of right now. It's nine conference games. That's what I'm most interested in seeing: is 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 the Big Twelve done expanding? Is a Cal or a Stanford or an Oregon State, Washington State, or heck even some ACC schools um, still have the possibility of joining? You know, you 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 add two to four more schools, and now all of a sudden. You, you know, there's talk of, do they go to 10 conference games? And so there's, there's a number of things at play there. Um, but I think Utah's just going to have to find anybody that is willing to come and take a beating and has an open week.
2: So you pull a BYU independent schedule is what you're saying.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you, you go full, you go full November and you just, you just find, you just find warm bodies at that point.
1: Somebody reported that uh, New Mexico State and I believe it was UNLV do have open dates next year. So those could be possibilities just because it's so quick.
0: Hey, maybe we
1: get a return to Vegas next year after all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there were rumors about Oregon State and Washington State possibly joining um, at, a, at a reduced rate. Um, but I. Latest I have heard is those rumors have been kind of put to rest. That that's not happening. I don't know, guys. I I feel bad for for those two programs and their fan bases. I have no idea what they're going to do.
0: Yeah, no. I I mean, I can't imagine what those fan bases, or I should say two of those fan bases are going through right now. Um, especially, I feel really bad for Oregon State. They're on the rise in football you know, they, they've been down in the dumps, but they're competitive. Heck, they're a top 25 team this year. Um, they, this year they're opening that the new stadium. I mean, it just seems like things were, were trending up for that program as a whole, helping the conference. And now they got nowhere to go. That's just, I, I do, I, I equally feel, you know, bad for those guys. If it works out that they come to the big 12, I think that'd be awesome. Cause they're you know, they're kind of there's kind of a kinship, I think, between Oregon State and Utah um, as far as just the pr- how the programs operate, fan base, all of that. And uh, but, yeah, it's unfortunate uh, ultimately to see. I mean, there's a lot of rumors floating around out there as far as where they're going to land. Looks like San Diego State behind the scenes. <laughs> they just they just they do, they love being in the hot water with the Mountain West. Conference oh, do
2: they hate the Mountain West so much.
0: <laughs> they they tried to orchestrate something. It got leaked today that it wasn't going to happen. Now that's got upset the Mountain West again. I mean, it's just a mess. It's
2: a mess. All I'll
1: right. Tell, I'll tell you what though, Oregon State. Uh, I mean they they've got some talent coming back, and they they could have a chip on their shoulder this year just to try to prove a point. So that they, they could be a tough yeah. they could be a tough opponent for any of us.
0: No, if 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 uh, DJ P can uh, play at a high level, that team could be really scary. I mean, they le- legitimately have a chance with some good quarterback play to win the conference this year, and and yeah, they're I think they're going to have the proper motivation to give it their best shot. All
2: right, going back to the Big Twelve, what team are you looking forward to most for Utah to play?
1: Football or basketball?
2: We do both.
0: You know, I, I, I've I've kind of I'm a little mixed on this. I, I think I'd go TCU just because of that past um, you know rivalry that we've had with them in the Mountain West Conference. You know, obviously they've given us some pretty poor memories, um, but we've beaten them a few times in pretty spectacular fashion. So, you know, I, and I think I think we're going to be right there with TCU as uh, one of the top teams in the league. So I think that's going to be fun. You know, I'm excited to go play Oklahoma State. Never we've really never played them. Uh never been down there. I think that's gonna be a fun game. Um, obviously basketball, you know, going to play in Lawrence, Kansas, having them come to the Huntsman Center. That's awesome.
2: What about you, Ray? What what score are you looking oh,
1: for? Iowa to? State for sure. Cyclone Larry. I wanna I wanna meet Cyclone Larry. Yeah,
0: I tell you, I I think I think I think Art. When we look back in our time in the big in the Big Twelve, as long as we played a part in Iowa State never winning ten regular season games, <laughs> then Art, then it'll be a success for the Utes.
2: Dude, can I just say I did not know Iowa State had fans. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't know. And when all this was going down on Twitter. And they just were, like, coming out of the woodworks.
1: I had, I literally
2: know nothing about the Cyclones. And the fact that they even had fans on Twitter, I was actually impressed. Uh,
0: they are not fans of the Utah Utes. Apparently.
1: Well. <laughs> Wasn't it our last year in the Mountain West? We went there and destroyed them.
2: Shaky Smithson.
1: That was
0: right? under uh, Jordan Wynn and Eddie Wide and, and Shaky Smithson. Yeah, I think we beat them like sixty-three to like ten or something like that. It was a beatdown. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that might have been like that might have been Cubby's freshman year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh no it's uh teams i same team Scott mentioned as far as football i mean oklahoma state baylor t c u those are probably the the top ones for me in in basketball, obviously the jayhawks that'll be awesome to do home and homes with them um outside of that i don't know I guess we'll we'll see we'll probably yeah we'll have Obviously, you still have Arizona State and Arizona still coming to the Huntsman Center and Rice Eccles, so it's always good to beat those two schools.
2: I think for me, I, I'm actually looking forward to Texas Tech. I I think that can maybe get a little good, get some good games between Utah and Texas Tech.
1: Too Let's bad see. the old Utah State coach isn't still there forget his name okay
0: hey i i i let i'm gonna change i'm gonna change uh pass here for a minute so now that we are no longer associated with you know the the woke schools of cal (laughs) and stanford and uh you know their craziness i think we can fully we can fully embrace the drum and feather again (laughs) <laughs> I think I think I think we can get we can fully embrace the the Ute name and stop hiding it and stop being afraid. Oh, are we going to be have the red tail hawks in the future or the Utah moose? No, no, no. Let's put that all to bed. We're now amongst country folk who grow corn and who ride horses, and they don't care about any of that nonsense. All right. Let's put it to bed. We're the Utes. Let's get the drum and feather on the middle of the field. Let's let's stop with the twelve different logos covering Rice Eccles Stadium, and let's embrace the drum and feather. You forget who are. Everyone R-A-B in favor, is. say aye.
2: As long as it's gray.
0: Oh jeez. All right, you're voted off the island
2: <laughs> with a beehive.
0: Is one of those twelve logos a beehive? Better be. You know, uh, it's a new year. Anything's possible with our marketing department. I, I, I was, I was encouraged to see that we're doing a uh, red out for the Florida game. Well, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just glad we've remembered what our, what our school colors are. So that's, that's a big win.
2: But don't worry, the blackout game is still happening. They just don't know when it will be.
0: Yeah. That, uh, even though they put out the promotional schedule already, so it seems a little odd that they haven't figured that one out yet, which probably means the helmets, the hand-painted helmets will be with a blackout this year oh. and they don't know when those are probably going to be done. Oh. That would be my guess.
2: Good, good guess.
0: Good guess. I'll tell you
1: what, the guy who, Came up with painting these helmets for this U is making bank off of this every single year. Okay, let's play a game. What
0: is going to be on the helmets this year?
2: It's gonna. Okay, okay, okay. I got it. The
0: Big Twelve
1: logo.
2: Okay, no. Remember, (laughs) remember in in an End Game when they faded into dust, it will be the Pac-12 logo fading into dust on the back, (laughs) and then the dust. Will form two hands that form the U,
0: <laughs> or a beehive. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking we should do George Kliakoff's face on one side and Larry Scott's on the other, <laughs> just to say thank you for their leadership. <laughs>
1: if we're, if we're going with faces on the helmets, why not Bill Walton on one side and the Oh shoot! What's his name? The guy from
2: Yogi Roth.
1: The guy from no, the guy, the guy with the raspy voice from Fox. Uh, oh, or uh, Petrus?
0: Yeah, What's his
1: Petrus. name? Pop- oh. Papadakis. Oh. Papadakis. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean we still have a, a season, as you said, in the Pac-12. So should should, should th-
0: we uh l- let's you know let's let's talk let's get off this big 12 damper here. Let's talk about the 2023 Utes. Ball camps going on, Kyle Whittingham's Sam to talk about the team today. What what are your guys' thoughts? It's not sounding promising about Cam Rising.
2: I am scared yeah, if, to death about Cam Rising being available for Florida.
1: If, if Bryson Barnes has worked his way back into contention for the backup job, uh oh. They
0: they tried to kill him off in the spring, and he, and he's back. What is what does that say about Nate Johnson and and Rose? If I'll tell you what. If Bryson Barnes runs out on the field to start the Florida game, I will lose my mind.
1: i am right there with you. Uh,
0: can't disagree. H- how is it that we are going into year three? Year three, where he is our best backup.
2: But is he?
0: Well, apparently, he was in I, 2021. I don't,
2: he was in 2022. I don't I don't know how much I'm putting faith in stock into what Winningham is saying to the media.
1: He just might be playing word games to get the other two motivated.
2: I I think oh, that's 100% oh yeah, he, it. With, especially he, he unproven he well guys. Heard. Unproven guys, Winningham does not like to give praise publicly.
0: Okay, but guys, this isn't anything new with Winningham. We know him. He is not going to put a young quarterback who is throwing interceptions and making incorrect plays and calls in practice out on the field against Florida in game one. I know. He is conservative. He will say, "Okay, Bryson Barnes, you're going to go be our quarterback. No, no he'll you're going say, to run the ball sixty-five times, and you're going to throw it ten times."
2: And that's how you end up and with Charlie Brewer back there.
0: But, but. Is that not Winningham? He's, he's not going to. He's not. He's not going to put a young gunslinger back there, I know. especially in an important game.
2: That's why I'm hoping that it, it is just all smoke and mirrors.
1: Well, it could be. I mean, it could be the fact that he's trying to motivate those other two, but it also could be like he just wants he just wants Florida to be like guessing all over the place, like who's going to be the quarterback? Because if he starts throwing out these three names. They might start thinking, oh, rising isn't gonna rising's not gonna be ready. And maybe lo and behold, rising runs out there. But
0: well but I mean Florida's coaches weren't born yesterday. They're they're gonna prepare for rising. They saw him they saw him last year. They know what he's capable of and the type of game he plays. And even if Whittingham's throwing Barnes out there, guess what? Barnes is the same type of player you know, really the only way you can create an advantage, if you say, Hey, we're, you know, Nate Johnson's going to be the starter game one, because then you're, you're dealing with two very different type of quarterbacks that would then cause Florida kind of prepare differently. Right. And, and prepare their defense to, to, uh, play the cage, <laughs> the cage rush and not let uh, Nate Johnson out of there. And so, when it comes from Barnes to Rising, they're are a similar player. Just the skill level is just completely different. So I I just don't I don't know I don't know that he's playing games with Florida. I'm I'm hoping, as you said, it's more just to motivate Nate Johnson and Rose to play at a higher level over these next few weeks of fall camp.
1: I'm telling you, wrap that leg in bubble wrap a gazillion times, put a brace on it, and put him out there. <laughs>
2: Well, and here's the hard part is he's not even live. Can you put rising assuming he's gets he gets cleared to play. Can you put him out there in Florida when he hasn't been live since the Rose bowl?
0: Yeah, of course you can, because he's, he's got more experience. He's got so much experience. It's not like he's, he needs, you know, all of fall camp. Yes, obviously you want your quarterback sharp and you want him ready to go, but I would t- I would take personally a Cam Rising at seventy five percent versus a Bry- uh, Bryson Barnes at one hundred and fifty percent. You don't agree?
2: No, I agree. I I don't disagree. I just is rising at seventy percent. That's my concern. Oh, I, don't know. I mean,
0: we're, we're, that, we're that's not my know concern.
1: That. Even if Rising plays you know there's going to be especially when they're going to try to protect him there's going to be a, a i would say several situations where they bring in Nate Johnson or or Rose just to show some different looks to throw the like make the defense think uh, cuz if if really if Rising's going to be out there their defensive line and linebackers are going to be going after him big time
0: well, that's, that's where the O-line, man, O-line's got to be ready to go game one and provide him a pocket, keep the pressure off of him. Because, yeah, he's not – he, even if he runs out there, his escapability in the pocket is not going to be what it's been in the past, and he's not going to be able to pick up tons of yards on the ground, picking up first downs and extending plays. So, yeah, I mean, the offense is going to look different as a result. But I would still man, I still take that. I still take that every day of the week over a young quarterback.
2: No, I don't think we disagree with you at all there. Um one thing I, I will say about rising, um, I don't know if you heard his what is it called? Like his his sit down with Bill Riley. He talked about this offseason, he has been tweaking his throwing motion. Um and, and so maybe this kind of rehab and, and not being live and being able to focus more on his mechanics maybe that will pay off um, we'll see I'm still scared I'm still nervous uh, about it because Florida's they're probably they're a little down but man they' they still SEC talent there
0: yeah they they still recruit at a high level but this is a game Utah has to win it has to win for a percep- perception standpoint. And needs to win, especially after what happened last year, right? You Utah basically just gave that game away last year. And you cannot afford to lose again to these guys, especially at Rice-Eccles. Obviously, you know, I know last year the talk was, oh, we got to go down and play in that humidity. Well, they got to come up here and play in the altitude. Let's see how that does. These guys haven't crossed the Mississippi in a regular season game since I think in any of our lifetimes. So um, it's, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, but I mean, this is, this is a must win and that's why I think cam rising has to, has to be on the field Um, because this is, yes, it doesn't mean anything in our conference race, which is the number one goal winning the PAC 12. But in today's college football, switching conferences, perception matters. Utah has got to win this game.
1: I think the other thing Utah has going for it is the defense is is going to be better than they were game one last year. Um, the, the offense needs to put some points on the board, but they don't need to be clicking at 100%. because this. I think the defense is going to be – it may not be lights out game one, but they also don't have to be – It has a chance to be pretty special though. For sure, yeah. And, and and Florida, you're
0: not dealing with um, a top ten draft pick, a quarterback who yeah. could escape and do damage with his legs like he did last year, right? You've got the transfer from from Wisconsin, who's kind of a cam rising type player, right? Just throw the ball. He's 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 good, but he's not he's not a first round draft pick. And so I think obviously that's in Utah's favor as well. Just play you play utah football get out get after the quarterback run the ball take care of the ball um and um, you know i think i think that'll be enough for for utah obviously and we'll we'll get into we'll get into specifics a little bit later in future podcasts but i don't know it's coming boys it's coming quick 23 days
2: all right so that will do it for this episode ryan where can people find you on twitter
1: at drum and feather that's drum letter and
2: feather and Scott
0: Uh, yeah you can find me at uh, Uteman underscore forever
2: you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Utahmanpodcast you can listen to us at our home utahmanpodcast.com and anywhere else to a podcast we are there and go Utes
1: Go Utes. Go
0: Utes. We'll be telling you. We're good. Let's cut it.
1: The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah.